when I was thinking about getting out, I was thinking about food and girls. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking about a cob life. I was like, fuck, can't, wait to, life. Have, can't yeah. wait to have a cob. Mum had one waiting at the gate for me actually when I got out. You're listening to Locals Only, a Sunshine Coast-based podcast focusing on profiling the best young and emerging business owners the coast has to offer, showcasing the journey of the next generation of movers and shakers and the ones to watch as they set the benchmark in small business. This podcast is sponsored by Local Property Group. Callum Kraus, hey, mate. aka the uh, the Liver King 2.0, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I mean, you'd like that one. Liver King, on, not on the steroids. No, nah, Liver King without steroids, but I do eat a lot of liver. So, I actually ate some liver right before I come here. Did you? I bet you <laughs> and, did. And brains. Oh, man. Yeah, in Liver capsules. King, Liver King's got nothing on you. But bro. in capsules, fuck, I'm not eating it raw. Like, yeah. I just, I'm not there yet. But yeah. Mate, uh, welcome to the podcast, Locals Only, episode three, my man. Thanks for joining us to begin with. How are you? How's business? Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, man, business is... Business is good. It's sort of like, I feel like recently it's just sort of unplugged out of the matrix a little bit and don't have to do the, the nine to five as much. So that's for us, That's that was the dream. Yeah, yeah? cool. So yeah. What, do you, what do you mean about that? Like you've got into like, that flow state of just- Like pretty well not having to go to work for the hour as much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I used to discharge for the hour and have to be somewhere. Now it's like, oh yeah, we can just go on the phone, post a picture of a parasite or something. You know what I mean? And that pays us more than us going to work yeah, yeah sweet. but i still love the craft of what i do so and i know that's what everyone follows us for so i'll, I'll still work with people but just less man because once you do enough of it like once you do enough of anything fuck you get over it really yeah, for sure so i still love the, the art of like working with people's bodies but i just want to do a couple people a week really yeah, yeah. so corrective culture we're going to die we'll probably park that that's obviously co-owner of corrective culture yeah um got a podcast and stuff as well which we'll dive into and and uh tell people where they can find that I want to park that for a moment because what I want to, I guess, dive into today and I guess the purpose of, of this podcast is young, local business owners, up and comers, doing some cool shit. I've followed your journey, you know, we first met mm. maybe 10 years ago or something. Somewhere but, at a party in yeah, Brazil. Man, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. Rhiannon Lynch, yeah, Rhiannon Lynch. Lynch, yeah. Lynch. Yeah. The, the, the glue of probably the ghost. Yeah. Um, and we just got, we didn't really keep in touch, but yeah. I followed your journey. I'm yeah. sure you've probably followed mine yeah, a bit as yeah, well. And, yeah. um yeah, man. So I thought it was cool to get you on. I think, um, you know, the first two episodes have probably been a bit faster paced. I'm really looking forward to having a chat about you about mindset. Yeah. And, um, you know, routines. Like, I think you're an absolute animal with stuff, some of that stuff you do. So I want to mm-hmm. dive into that. So let's park all that for the moment. Let's learn about Carolyn Krauss mm-hmm. and, uh, and your origin story, bro. Let's, let's hear about yeah. growing up, family life. Tell us a bit about yeah, so um, a bit about that. I grew up in Matala, grew up on the sunny coast, born in Nambour, actually, where we are right now. There you go. I've only been here probably three times in Me my too, life. Me too, but I was born in Nambour as well. <laughs> yeah. Can't um, we came out all right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Jury's still out, boys. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just grew up with my like, mum, my sister, my dad. He was around, but he was, he was in a separate house. But pretty well, the whole, like, everyone follows me for movement and stuff, like body. I, I work with for people listening, body pain, like back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain. But if through the Czech Institute, Sort of like a, a good way to understand is almost like a holistic physical therapist, right? So uh, it's almost like, well, it is physiotherapy, really. I use a lot of physiotherapy, but in my own way and, and learning from mentors, taking things from these people and taking things from those people. Because I remember years ago when my mentors said, I go, where do, where do I start to learn? Like, do I, this person's work or do I go to uni, do this or this? And he's like, nah. He's like, just find out who the best in the world is at what you want to learn about and go hang out with them. So that's literally what I did. So let's let's go back a step though, right? So mm. like holistic health services, that's what you said, right? Holistic, holistic, yeah, holistic physical therapy. Physical therapy. Yeah. So 
I mean, where did the even that come for getting into that, right? So yeah. you, I'm assuming, like straight out of school, like what what were you doing out of school? I mean, like yeah. So it's actually my dad, and it's funny now, like that my dad was into this stuff called Feldenkrais. So my whole life growing up, I rejected Feldenkrais, right? As in, I just didn't. I just heard him talking shit about body movement, and he basically he's a bit of an old tripper, old hippie sort of dude, yeah. right? Like hasn't worked my entire life, sort of thing. Um, like doll, doll guy, but yeah. he's sort of still sharp, and um, he'd look at someone and he'd tell me like how many ways do you reckon you could sit on that chair and like see that person's posture like what does that say about them and like just inquisitive and about their emotion you know like if they're all rounded it has signs of fear or if they're really open or whatever just curious and that's i guess it sparked a way of thinking and then i didn't even care about that stuff man right like this even, is early early days this, so is, like, this like, is like junior I can't even like remember. stuff yeah like yeah the whole life you know since adolescence um and then He's still like that. We still talk like that. And then even when school, man, like I got into CrossFit at fuck when I was like probably 18 or something, 17, right when it sort of started. This would have been like 2009. Like CrossFit wasn't really a big thing then. I think it was like one on the coast. And I started that and that was my intro into working out. Like I played rugby before that and stuff, but it was just footy, you know, with the boys. But that was my intro to working out and I loved it. And I used to think I wanted to open a CrossFit gym, yeah, wow. which now it's complete really opposite of what I want to do like because um, what it gave me was movement a taste of how to move the body but there was no connection to my body and I was working out when I was sore like I was sore my legs couldn't walk and then I was doing a leg workout the next day because that's, mm. that's what the workout said mm. and then I'm just watching people just drop like flies around me thinking it's normal and like not sleeping right all this sort of shit my shoulder was getting sore and I was only like 18 all these symptoms were popping up but since making my body look good I was like just stuck in that um, and then the way we actually sort of oh and then that's right I skipped it on a as you know a little bit after that party stage I got caught I got caught with a hundred pingers caps <laughs> MDMA caps well, a, I wasn't sure if you want to dive into the yeah, details oh, like, yeah, yeah. No, man, I'll tell you what like we laugh now but it's Mate, this is also resilient stuff, right? Like, I want yeah. to hear about, like, what you've been through and, and, and you've come out the other side, right? Because you're not the only one that's... For sure. ...been and through some shit. Yeah, and I used to think, fuck, if you go to jail, you fuck for, you know, you got this record yeah. and shit, but I realised that's not that true. You know, I can't go to the States, but I probably can if I fucking throw enough money at someone, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and I got caught with 100 pills, going to a festival, not going to the festival. How old are you at this point? I'm, I was 22, maybe, when I got caught. Yeah. 21. Fuck. Yeah, 21 or 22. Um, 2014, yeah. So got caught, got 100 for me and my friends. And I was sort of selling pills then to my friends. It was like in a weird way. I didn't think of myself as a drug dealer, but it was like, it was just an opportunity for me. It's the same mindset I have now. That was just Business. the one that popped up. Right. Yeah. And it was just the circle. Yeah. So I, the funny thing was, I was probably the one that took the least amount because <laughs> I saw it as like, I'm just burning dollars, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I got caught. Um, funny, a cop that caught me is a cop I did CrossFit with too. So I was just, it was, wow. he, he saw me and he's like, oh man, he's like, right. He goes, you won't do any time. Like, don't worry about it. You know, but then the guy, like the guy I got it off, he got caught. They were watching this guy's house and they got everyone that went to his house that day. And um, anyway, a year later, went to court for it. It was a saint for a year. Didn't, um, I was doing drug tests twice a week with some like, government thing just to show the judge that I'm all yeah. good I was working full time everything was sorted but I didn't pay for a um, lawyer because I hid it from the family and I just didn't have the money to fucking because the cop told me I wouldn't do time and I just got a duty lawyer and there was just something sus with him eh? I was just like 
I don't know what it was, but he just wasn't very passionate at his job, obviously. And the judge was just like, yeah, two and a half years. Wow. And you get, and court ordered parole in seven months. So I had to do seven months of that. Yeah. And that was a huge shock at the time. Like I honestly, when I went- 22 years old, man. And the good thing was, I guess I wasn't expecting it. So I didn't have to think about fucking going to jail soon. Like I had a surfboard in the back of my ute, ready to go for a surf after court. That's how confident everyone was. Everyone was. So I just didn't expect it. So it was a real immediate like shock to the system. And I remember just seeing my mother cry, like dad just sort of punched me in the chest and said like, be strong. And it was like, it was just shock. It was shock and they take you straight downstairs. And all of a sudden, that's when you really sit with it and you're like, fuck, what's happening right now? Like, and was this a dream? And you wake up, like you sleep in this little room, it's the watch house, mutual watch yeah, house yeah, there. Yeah. And there's just people screaming at night, like drunk people coming yeah. in. And you don't know how long you're in there for. So I had to do five days in there. and. That sort of showed me like, oh, fuck, like sunlight's a big thing, you know, like grass is a big thing. Like when you don't see the sun for five days, it's a bit weird. You just don't think that's, that mm. would ever happen. Yeah. But it was weird. Um, that was actually the worst bit of it was solitary in there because that was just like, oh, jail, man, so much easier than solitary. I'd rather be with 30 killers than for, by myself. You know what I mean? That's, that's what it feels like because you just need that social connection. Um, but they sent me to Brizzy and... Um, I did my time from Brizzy, then went Woodford and then went to the farm. And it was pretty, the cool thing was this all helped. You see how you're being built. It's weird how you see like, hey, where you are now. Like I, I, it really brought my awareness of posture and how that matters in everything, especially in like, you know, we can think of it as business and people like yourselves already naturally would sit and then stand a certain way when you meet someone. Cause we're all gorillas. We all know this shit already, yeah. you know? But in there you really know it. Cause if a guy come in with a shitty posture, he'd get his shit taken from him. You know what I mean? And, and I'd walk in knowing that already with like a fake gorilla, like walking so open, my organs open to everyone. And I was scared, but it kept me safe. Posture kept me safe. Yeah, you know right. I mean? So but, someone comes in sort of hunched over, a bit nervy on edge. Yeah. Easy target. Easy target, yeah. Right. I watched the guy come in. He um, had a bit of a black eye, so someone already smacked him. Come in, just rounded sort of dude. And one of the um, sort of brothers came up to him and was like, Oh, you got a token for me, which is a can of used to get a can of drink. And uh, he was like, Oh, no, nah, man, it's like for me and my daughter when she comes to visit. So I can't. It's like, Come on, man, you got a token for me, right? So he gave him a token. And then they all just lined up and then they all took tokens off him. And um, he should have said, Nah, and just walked away. And nothing probably would have happened, you know, if he was like, Nah, mate, like, and just pretend like it didn't happen or a little bit of a stand up for himself. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you're an easy target, man, fuck, they just, it's, it's, it's the real world, really. You know? So, so you're twenty, what, twenty two, twenty three at this point, yeah, right? 22, yeah. You've just got given seven months, unexpected. Mm. Where's your mindset out here? Like, let, let's park like the, the posture stuff for mm. a moment. I mean, again, some 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 heavy ass resilience shit is starting to get built and programmed here. Because ultimately, let's look at it. Let's be cliche for a moment. Yeah. You've got the option of going, okay, let's be a victim of society here. Yeah. I got fucked over. I'm going to be a sob story for the rest of my life because I've been put in jail. Yeah. Or I can go, righto, let's train myself. Let's be whatever. Like what, where are we at at the, that point in time? 22, 23 is a young age to be. It was, it was young. So I was pretty in the present moment at that stage. And you sort of are in your head at that stage. Like I was just thinking about the next day. I wasn't thinking about, when I was thinking about getting out, I was thinking about, food and girls you know? <laughs> I was actually thinking about a cob life I was like fuck can't, wait to, have, can't wait to have a cob mum had one waiting at the gate for me actually when I got out and I'm, I'm not a cob life frother but that was just like I just want something you know he's having all this shitty food all the time I was training hard man like because I already had that crossfit background in me 
I was training probably the hardest I've ever had in my life because you eat nothing but carbs and like everyone, everyone gets fat inside. In there. Yeah. yeah, and you think you're going to get hell fit in there, but it, people don't. People get fat in there, and because um, you don't have weights or anything, so you just got body weight stuff. Yeah. People jump on your shoulders. You do squats. Um, I was teaching the boys some of the workouts, and I was already a blue belt at jujitsu at that stage because I did jujitsu too. So that sort of that I guess that came with the posture because that could have made that made me feel a bit safe because all fights in there are one on one. So jujitsu is really good for one on one, but it's not great for one on two, you know, as you'd know. Yeah. Um, so it's just grappling. So I knew that oh, if someone came at me and they don't know jujitsu and their back hits the ground, it's over because yeah. it's like any martial art. Like, well, so you seem to be confident, right? So yeah, I had a bit of confidence. Any scuffles while you're in that? Um, nah, oh, nah, don't nothing. There was a dude that just tried to like staunch me for some noodles and tuna but i sort of staunched him back a bit nothing really came from so that. confidence has got you through this right let's go back to day mm. one you walk in chest out yeah having having a bit of bravado about you you knew in the back of your mind you knew some jujitsu you knew how to handle yourself if, if something came out yeah, kept me safe so so let's i guess so seven months in what mm. where are you where are you at so seven like coming, let's go like a week out, two weeks out before you well, before your end there, date. There was this well, there's a stage there that I was running. I forgot about this. Yeah, so there's a guy named Stan, big guy in the unit, big Samoan dude, and I was actually friends with him, played chess with him, and he was bringing in or everyone brings in Subatex, which is the heroin substitute, yeah. and they all boot that up in there. So they all have Hep C. I didn't touch any drugs in there. Obviously, I wouldn't fucking I don't even know what that is, you know. Yeah. Um, but I was the only one at the workers unit. This is at the end stage, and so I would grab it with someone and bring it in. And it was a bit sketchy, but it was just sort of like, no one stood over me to do that. It was almost like, you're all, they're all your brothers. That's, that's the camaraderie. camaraderie it's, yeah. it's sort of like us against the world a little bit or against the screws. And if you don't buy into that, you're fucked. Well, I, I pulled out of it and then like, I was like, oh no, I'm not doing this. I got nothing out of it. I don't use, you know, it's not, I don't get anything. No benefit. This, you know? Yeah. And then in front of everyone, man, this, as I walk back to the oval, this big dude, he's like, fucking new fish, dog dog and like saying dog which is the worst word ever to say in there and i was just like put me on show you know what i mean and everyone put their head down because they it's like they didn't even expect me to stand up to this dude because he was just i wouldn't have wanted to fight him even with jiu-jitsu he's just a big boy like and one of those guys that's so skits that he'd like probably bash you and then feel really sorry afterwards that's that's the sort of way i could describe him like sorry brother like sorry but he'd tweak out but i knew it was just me stopping him from getting his hit that's why he was tweaking but, and I was thinking, that was probably the most intense time because I was like, fuck, what's going to happen the next couple of days? Like, is he going to run in my cell? Is he going to pour boiling water on me or some shit? Oh. Like, and then, man, like 20 minutes later, he just come and apologized to me and was like, oh, it's all good. And someone else ended up sorting it for him. So he got his hit. So he calmed down. So he's one of those guys. And I played chess with him again after that. He was a cool dude. I played chess with a guy that fucked these two dudes, killed him and ate him. So that was pretty nuts, Whoa. yeah. His name was Rob. Man, there's some stories. We probably need an episode two. Yeah, yeah. You knew some of these stories. Oh, yeah. And this other dude, uh, it was my tennis partner, and he took two guys back at the back of Goldie and made them dig their own graves and shot them both. Oh. And he's sort of all over the paper, sort of a, a name. But, um, yeah, that was – and the cool – this is what I've learned from this man. Like, they were all normal people. And this is the whole – On talk, the surface. Talking the, to them. Yeah, yeah like, this is that Jordan Peterson shit, like the devils in yeah. all of us, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like – they were they did that because that was their situation because that was their dad that did that and you know what i mean like it, it, it helps me sort of not blame so much and know oh they are like that because this guy's fucked up because that's his circle and that's what his, his dad's some russian thing and and i saw that he was just stuck in that and then it was an instant regret for him obviously now and now he's just such a nice person wow like they actually turn around yeah and who knows when he gets out right but 
it was just it was cool for me to see that and they're always from the same area which means something Why did you always have that though did you always have that level of um, lack of better expression let's call it forgiveness right of just going let's let's take people on face value yeah like, a little bit you. from my dad yeah my dad's yeah. a pretty crazy guy man like he's sort of strong at the same time but like i've never seen him any crack or weakness or cry or anything it's just he's strong but he was always very playful and, and forgiving and like i just listen to so much like alan watts and all these sort of philosophers now where I don't know, you just start to see that people just are and, and they're always just fucked up from a reason and I'm just lucky I didn't have their a series of events and it yeah, just man. takes the stress out from everything. Even all this shit in the world now, it's like, I just think, fuck, the sun's going to blow up in like, what, 500 million years or something? Yeah. None, none of this shit's going to matter. Bro, I second that. I admire that. That's 100%. I'm a big believer of that stuff as well. Just yeah, don't get caught up. Right. Yeah, don't get caught up. Yeah, don't get caught up. You get the a mentor once told me, don't get pulled too far, don't get pushed too far. Like, don't get too happy, don't get too sad. Just stay. We talk a lot about we talk a lot about bandwidth, right? Bandwidth in terms of mental capacity. Yeah. And if you're worrying about, let's say for example, every person's got X amount of bandwidth. If you're worrying about bills and what your brother said to you and what someone said to you at work or whatever else is fucking going on, you're leaving little time to actually focus on you, right? Yeah. So if you can extend that bandwidth to go, okay, let's give 10% to all the crap, yeah, yeah. which crap's always going to come, life's going to hit you in the face, it's going to keep fucking hitting. But just give yourself just give yourself a bit of slack, right? Yeah. Sounds like you're taking that pretty much in full stead and just going, what happens, happens. Yeah, and I forgave myself, man, for like, I'd actually did a Native American sweat lodge. <laughs> oh, let's dive into that. Yeah. Whoa. So there's a guy named Bobby Running Fox out in Goldie and um, it was just, I've heard about him and he's a full like Native American shaman guy, but he's not like all, spent, like he's just like a cool dude wearing Crocs cruising around, but you can not, see- He's not got a big headrest on or nothing. Nah, nah, <laughs> but you can see he's on the level too. Like he doesn't care what you think about him or not. You know what I mean? He's just like, that's an old man, you know? And um, they just do sweat lodges in their culture to cry it out, whatever it is. Just so you don't bring it into the tribe. You just go there, you cry it out. There's like 20 people in this hot rock. So it's a tent, dark tent. You do this all the ceremony shit beforehand where you burn your intentions in a letter and stuff. but you're in a hot tent, there's 20 people and they just bring a rock in and then another rock in and then another rock in and you're about an hour and it gets hotter and hotter and hotter and then you're all chanting and going like chanting and you've got rattle, rattles so you can't actually see each other because it's so dark which helps you free it and it's crazy what comes up man like everyone there's not one person in there that can not cry that's what it dude what and yeah it's, it just, it's the energy just builds and builds and builds and I thought I was like what am I going to cry about I'm pretty happy and then I realised what popped up what popped up was me making my mum cry when I went to court. And I didn't know that was stuck in the consciousness somewhere, but it was just like, boom, clear as day, came up from nowhere. And then like, you hear this one girl cry about her uh, ex used to beat her and this person's a cat. And, but they start shrieking some of these girls and guys in there, you know? And it's just like, you walk out of there and you're like, holy sh-. It's like you felt the emotion. Yeah, and it's, it's like, it's done now. And you don't have to like, even if that thought comes back in my head, I have this reference point now, oh, and no, I've already dealt with that. Sweet, move on. And it's like a, just a little tool. So it was cool to experience. I've never done anything like that. Feel lighter on your feet? Oh yeah, and lighter because you've sweated out fucking five liters of water. So it's like- That's gnarly, man. Yeah. So so you're literally sitting in this tent, right? People tip, people doing a chant. So everyone's doing the chant. Yeah. And then you all of a sudden you just hear someone hysterically Shriek. crying. Well, right? you have a, a flute or, so, or a stick that when you got it, it's your turn to talk and speak. And no one really knows who's speaking. You sort of can, but everyone's still chanting around yeah. you. And it's like a one sentence thing. You don't do like a minute. Like, well, I'm sorry for this. Or I'm sorry for mama. Right, right. And then it just starts escalating, man. And you see people just 
full like you, cu- you couldn't cry any harder so the, you know the I mean? vibe it's clearly the vibe of the environment just getting into your psyche and just extracting something yeah. out right yeah you, you, you wouldn't do the same shit, thing if you're bro. by yourself yeah, yeah. Like 20 people is pretty shit. nuts yeah yeah well, so for anyone fuck i highly like i got a uh, a client that was um in the army and i've recommended him to come go do it recently because he's got some shit to deal with and he's he's gonna do it so yeah cool that'd be cool oh, that's just, awesome man yeah mate let's get let's get into some business stuff right yeah. so we're kind of we're, t- we're touching on that's a hell of a journey, man. As well, mm. and that's why I was, I was really keen to get you on because I knew there'd be some, there'd be some some crazy shit you've done. I knew there'd be some fucking hell old wacky spiritual shit that you've yeah, done. Yeah. I love all that stuff, and I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, but let's dive into let's like let's get get you closer, to sort of to mastering your your craft yeah. as as we'd say. So, you know, we're kind of what, where are we at? At this stage, like if we're following your journey now, we're mm. you know, 24, 25, mm. you're out of out of jail. Um, like, what are you doing here? Like, are you just yeah. are you still just floating? Are you still partying a bit? What's it look like? So for when I got out, I partied pretty hard. Um, Making up my time. My mate bought a nightclub in Caloundra, and so we, we partied pretty. Like, literally the night I got out, there was a girl laying there with a line on her, and it was just like she wanted me to do it. And he, like, it was just like a the night I was the guy that just got out of jail. You know what I mean? Um, so that was. That was that happened. Yeah. So that happened probably for a couple of years, really. Yeah. But then, then you just hit an age, man. I don't know. I just all of a sudden, um, I just. So I think my dad. I heard it on a podcast. I was listening to heaps of Paul Check's work, and that's what I am. I'm a Czech practitioner, and I only got into Paul Check's work because. Um, What's Jake, he talking about? Quickly, who's Paul Check? Paul, Paul Check is he's a head of the Czech Institute. He's a same sort of thing, holistic phys- physical yeah, therapist, okay. just holistic health, right? But he works with like worked with Kobe Bryant. Laird Hamilton, like all the celebrities, rehab Danny Way's neck when he, he was like almost paraplegic, yeah, man. Right. So, and it's cool because they tell the stories. You never hear Paul talking about it, which yeah. is cool. Um, but he's an old man, six year old dude, but that looks apart, jacked, healthy. Educated or yeah. self? Self educated. Self educated. Well, yeah, but traveled around the world for years doing yeah. that with other people. Yeah. But cool. not uni, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but he's done very well, you know, now. Um, and basically, I met Jake, which is now my business partner, right? And, and one of my best friends at Jiu Jitsu. And he just said, oh, have you heard of Paul? And and I was like, nah. Um, he's like, oh, well, his work helped heal my back. Because Jake had a grade two spondylolisthesis. So that's where your spine snaps at the base of your spine, at the sacrum, and slides forward. So it's like your spine sort of broken and not stacked on top of each other. It slid forward and the spinal cord gets compressed. Yeah, it was right. a really bad injury. Yeah. Right? Um, it's If you go to see a physio, generally it's spinal fusion. And he did. He's had seven talent spinal fusion. So... And he was only, he's one of the world's best bodyboarders. So he was 21 at the time. And he was like, fuck, he goes, in, he goes in my heart, my soul, I just knew I had to do something else. Like there had to be something else. And he's doing all the physio work and all this sort of stuff. Then his mate said, go see Paul. He's, you know, he'll sort you out. And Paul charged like 25 grand. He's in Hawaii or he was in the States. So he couldn't do that. But he found another Czech practitioner in Sydney. It was Donald Carr, one of my mentors. And man, he got him, he goes, two weeks after seeing him, my pain reduced by about 50%. And then after a couple of months, it was gone. And he goes, and then I was just all in. I was like, all right, fuck, why did this work? Yeah, and, wow. And nothing else did, you know? So it, obsessive study then, self-education himself. Yeah. He went down that rabbit hole of just going, let's go. Yeah, yeah, Paul did. Yeah, for yeah. sure. With He just found out the same thing. Who's the best in the world at this? And who's the best? Yeah. And learn from these people. And just practiced it himself and lived it. You know, I've, I've learned a lot from my own body, man. Like, honestly, heaps yeah, of my own body. Sure. Um, so then Jake's back injury got better. And then I just that just sparked something in me. And I was just so interested. So I started researching all Paul's stuff just on YouTube, right? And all about the body and the shoulder and, and diet and what, what this good food's good for. And for me, it started as a competitive thing. I wanted to have an edge. 
because I was doing jujitsu and that. So yep. how healthy can it be to beat the person? But then, then it just grew into like, I didn't even know how passionate I was about it. And I didn't even think of doing it as a job, man, because I was scaffolding. Had you, yeah, right. So yeah. had you done any like anatomy no, or none of that? You hadn't studied any of that stuff prior to getting into... No, uh, check check taught me that wow yeah, so i've done a lot of it yeah now like i've well, done i mean we're all self-educated as well right we've never, yeah I'm, I'm not uh, not uh what's what's the word uh professionally educated or yeah we, they call it professional but let's yeah. be real we, we're all on uh, a shitload more off youtube videos i know i think the world's changed now bro yeah. like especially if i think about physio stuff it's like fuck if something new comes out that's not going to change their textbooks textbooks for 30 years yeah and what i've now realized is like you can't learn from someone that's teaching you gotta learn from someone that's doing it doing it practical 100 yeah. so like that's what i did and i just i learned actually from a physio in auckland heaps i just do calls with her every two weeks she's a check practitioner too but she's originally a physio and man she's taught me a lot susie neville and donald and paul and and then i've got my own theories too so i've got i made it into my own system now so the developed check- off what you've picked off other people yeah yeah, yeah. and you practice being a, being a practitioner yourself yeah just having because i because the main thing with the check stuff is it gives you a huge assessment. So it gives you, I have a two hour assessment on someone. It's not like a 20 minute thing. Like you measure every range of motion of their limbs of this muscle, that muscle. So you got this paperwork at the end of like, oh, that quad's 120 degrees and this quad's 130 and that's gonna create a twist. And you start to come up with things, theories, and then you play with the person and see if it was right and see if it works. But man, like I, I think of myself as like, it's, it's a, I don't even know if it's real, but I think of myself as like the best physical therapist in Australia. I literally believe oh, that. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got yeah. it. You got it, man. I just respect that as well. Yeah, I just do because I just like, what's everyone else doing? And I just know, I constantly get work where they're just fucked and they're just in years of pain and they get out of pain if they do the work because it's them doing it. I'm, I'm doing fuck all. They just got to do all the work and it's hard for them. A lot of exercise, a lot of stretching, a lot of deep tissue work. And most of it, man, is diet. So that becomes, I guess, when you when you when you when you truly believe internally that you are the best at what you do in the country, yeah. if not the fucking world, for all, yeah. for all, all one day, yeah. 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 But ultimately, that gives you then that moral obligation, right? I mean, ultimately, you've got you've got a duty of care to to help more people, yeah. And that that gives you that that for anyone who wants to spring in their step every single morning, that's it. Yeah. That moral obligation of getting up and going, I'm the best at what I do. I need to help more people. Yeah. This is my purpose. Just keep driving that purpose. It's clear so, it's yeah, my you know, purpose, respect, yeah. yeah. It's clear it's my purpose. And, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just obsessed and passionate about it. So I know it's like, I know that I'm trying my best with whoever's there. So that's, they want that. I'm not just like, oh yeah, go do this exercise, see what happens. That's like some printout. Like every time it's like, they're learning so much about their body that they'll do for the rest of their life. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's not about me fixing the problem. It's about teaching them to fix any of their problems that pop up in, in their body for the rest of their life and taking ownership of how they created that because they created that problem through their choices. Yeah, good point. Okay, so, so you and Jake, uh, you know, hook up, I guess, to a certain degree. You, mm-hmm. you meet each other at uh, jiu-jitsu and then you kind of just both going down this path of um, of learning and, and adapting to this new these new methods and whatever, or, you know, I guess, um, uh, holistic methods. Mm. Then you've gone, look, let's just, let's open it. Because you've got like a studio and stuff now, right? Yeah, Corrective culture, you've got a studio. Yeah, it's um, a pretty big, it's pretty, it's like, yeah, it's nearly 300 square meters of the gym on the water at, at Varana. Yeah. And it's just, man, it's just, a, honestly, it's a playground for us. I just built yeah. a playground. Like, because... Oh, so you put up this morning, right? Let's get an ice bath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've got, we've got a sauna there, an ice bath, we've got a projector. So the projector's a, like nightmare, it's a cinema at night. Yeah. And then all my gym equipment, all the... Um, all the foam rolling stuff. It's basically like a playground for me. And we do take clients out there too. So it's a really nice place that we hang out in. Um, Cause as, you know, as we said before, like we're sort of moving more into supplements and, and online content, like you said, so you can help more people. Um, so that's sort of 
pays the bills and another packing company does it for us we'd actually need a place yeah um so for us it literally is a playground now so like drop shipping with the with the is that kind of sort of yeah like we we buy a product are you still storing this product oh no they they store it yeah they they actually it's like only a few doors down from us though yeah okay so it's and is it your uh, without so to be naive is it your uh recipes or whatever like so you're dead set going deep into the crap so all this typical stuff that you're buying off the shelf crap right well it's just we just make sure it's as good as it gets yeah as you can get here so it's all like we're one of the only companies that test all the capsules for glyphosate no one does that you know that costs extra money and everything's organic everything's heavy metal tested um the girl cindy amira who owns changing habits she is doing it all for us and she owns a packing company so they source it cap it send it out but she's like next level organic sort of chick like she has a farm in Mullaney that's just like it's just yeah, as good cool. as it gets if she's yeah. involved you can't get better you know what I mean so business was business ever on the agenda like where I mean, are you it happened so smoothly and so easily it felt like I didn't even work that hard like would honest. you would you class yourself sorry well, let's start throwing some cliches yeah. out right would you class yourself as an entrepreneur would you have classed yourself as someone who wanted to get into business when you were no. Do you know, 21, 22. No, right. not at all, man. No. Not at all. I wanted money. Yeah, money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I didn't. I, I thought, no, nah, no avenue. It just really naturally popped up and happened. Um, and I just followed the passion. But then now, yeah, definitely entrepreneurial. Now I feel like that. Now Passion sort of, becomes the paycheck. Yeah, well, it's like, what else? Now that I... Okay, I thought the lid was down here. I thought I was meant to get a couple grand a week and, and buy, buy, buy a house and have a missus. I thought that all, all that shit. Now I realize there's, Not no, enough. Ru- there's no rules. <laughs> there's no rules now. Now there's, there's there's no lid. You can have to have whatever you want. Yeah. And I'm a big, big believer in manifestation. Almost yeah, to like, like, almost to like, it's ridiculous now. Like, it's like, if, I feel like, oh, we can say something now. Like, oh, let's find a graphic designer and then one will come up to us next two days while we're having coffee. Like, oh, I really I believe that. It's, it's taken the piss almost. Tell me, let's, let's dive into that. I, mm. I want to go deep on that for a moment because so many people, you hear, people can listen to podcasts, people can read books, they can listen to, you know, audio books, whatever it might be. Mm. And manifestation is a big thing that, you know, all business owners and, and people are successful, whether they're um, financially successful or professionally successful, regardless of the point. Everyone talks about manifestation. Mm. I remember hearing manifestation, I'm, you know, 31 now, about to be 32, but when I was 21, 22, trying to manifest a life that I wanted, Mm. man, like so difficult to do, right? So if there's like 21-year-olds listening now going, well, fuck yeah, it's all well good to talk about it, but how the fuck do you do it, right? And I think, let's go back to training, right? Because hopefully you agree with me here. It's just training your mind. And let's talk about gym. I, I say to my guys all the time, that stuff, I think um, uh, Goggin said it. Um, it's just like callousing your mind, right? Mm. You go to the gym, what are you doing? First couple of weeks, it fucking hurts because you're callousing your hands. First couple of weeks, just talking about manifestation and, and reprogramming your mind, right? Mm. And your mindset. It's um, it's like going to the gym. You just got to callous your mind. But let's talk about you because manifestation, I could, t- I could hear the tone in your voice and, and the tempo go up as you started talking about mm. it. When did you get to that point of going, okay, shit's starting to drop now. I'm picturing it in my mind. I'm obsessing over it. I'm thinking about it before I go to bed as I wake up. What age did that kind of come in? And did you see that transition or did it kind of just come naturally? It, it only started coming when I started taking on clients as like when I, when I met Jake, he introduced me to all this sort of different spirituality, I guess, right? Yeah. And, and not when I say that, I mean God. I just mean whatever you want to call it. Like I try and tell people like, if some, some someone will see the sun and call it hydrogen and this and that, but I still think fuck that's the sun. 
why is that there? That's enough for me. I don't need to have a, Go a name to it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I know this, this that excites me. I'm just curious. Um, but when I started taking on clients, I was just listening to so much like Alan Watts and Abraham Hicks and all these people on YouTube. And you can listen to it and it's sort of a universal truth. It, like anyone can listen to it and like there's truth in that. It's hard to deny it. But there was just times where it's like, okay, this is a good example where it all sort of changed for me actually. I was at Corrective in, in the first place and the Instagram was getting larger. People, I could see people were really like attaching to what we were doing because it was a little bit different. Um, and then I was thinking, oh, I went to the toilet and I was like, I need a Tui balm. I need like there's a balm for massage. I was like, I need a bigger size though. The last one just ran out. I walked into the room and my two clients were there with a gift bag just to say thanks with that exact Tui balm, that size. The size. And I was just like, and, and like even that brand and that balm and you know what I mean? And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, wow, okay. And then we said, we want a place on the water in Kiwana, which is so rare, to, it's hard to get that, you know? And then one popped up right at the perfect time, right at a month lease and I, and I was like, oh, well that's it. And I was like, I know we're gonna get it. Everyone's gonna apply for it, but I know that's what we want, so we're gonna get it. And I literally like know it, you know? And then we got it. So. It just it's just happening more and more and more now. So I actually in my head, man, it's almost like a fake digital world and you can have anything you want if you know what you want. Oh, and bro, what I found out my language, man. And what I found out is when I ask someone what they want, they don't know what they want. Yeah. And it's hard it's a hard question, man. So when you know what you want, start small, start like I want okay, if someone wants to change your life, I wanna do this course. I know the next step for me is to do this course. I need to get money to do that course. How am I gonna do it? And you all of a sudden your account will probably just start showing that amount of money and, and you'll you'll have it. Like it's just little baby steps. It's just practice, right? I mean, ultimately, the, the essence of that is just practice. I mean, ultimately, anyone who, who isn't manifesting that at the moment or, or manifesting the life, talking their reality into existence, just practice, right? Eventually, you, you, you talk to yourself. And for the record, I've got mates who just have zero voices in their head. Now, those guys, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 as soon as I transition my life... Hearing all those voices and you're smiling as I'm saying yeah, that to you. Yeah. As soon as you transition to thinking, okay, all these voices in my head are not a detriment, they're a blessing. Yeah. That's when that shift, I think, happens. You start yeah. going, okay, let's see if I can use these voices as as an advantage. People are probably listen to this right now going, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, bro. it's always going to But yeah. honestly, as soon as you learn to control those voices and quieten the ones that you don't want to hear, mm. that's, some, that's, some, that's some new shit talking, right? Yeah, ones that um, don't serve you, man. A good tip is Carl Jung's stuff is like archetypes, which is the archetype model of what archetype are you playing? And the people that generally don't want to hear all this shit are always the victim archetypes. Yeah. And they'll just sit in that, you know? And that never helps you. And victim archetypes repulse everybody around them. You know, this happens because of this and this and, and, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's it's witnessing that you're doing that. And we all do that in our own way, but some living it higher and, and less. And there's warrior archetypes and father, mother. It's what character you're trying to play. And... Um, and see where you're playing that character too strongly or too negatively or too weakly. Maybe you need to play it better. But that's that's a really good thing that I looked at where I had to do years ago, actually, is you write down your three most dominant archetypes. At the time, mum was the student, teacher, and the warrior. So you think, all right, where am I not playing that right or where am I doing it wrong? So I know I'm a warrior. If someone disagreed with me, I'd, my voice would raise a little bit or something. Mm. And that's not the right answer, you know mm. what I mean? So. Just a little tip for people listening. See what character you're playing because that really helped yeah, me. Interesting. Now, cool, man. All right, let's um, let's finish on a, on a couple of things. Mm-hmm. One, I want to really dive into um, routines. You know, routines in business, routines in bit personal. I think you'd be. I mean, you're a fit dude. You're healthy as shit. Business is going well. 
Um, what does a daily look like for you? Let's get into the funky stuff. Let's yeah. get into the, you know, the, the ball breaking stuff. Let's talk about that. So first and foremost for me, I have to make sure my health is like number one. That's what everyone's following us for anyway. So if I don't start doing that, what am I doing? So, and, and for me, like I got to have energy. If I don't have energy, I can't do fucking anything. You know, if you don't have energy, you can have all the time in the world, but if you've got no energy. You're not going to do or see the opportunities in front of you and, yeah. you know, say yes to things. So I always make sure like, I I'm, I'm just want to be as healthy as I can be and make sure I'm always, that's that's checked. If i got work to do, say I'm meant to write a program for someone, but I haven't had breakfast or I haven't done like my morning, if I want to do a workout or something, I know I need to, I make sure I get that, all that body stuff done because that's the vessel for me. In my head, that's the vessel for this fucking oh, love that whole life, vessel, you know? Yeah. So if, 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 if that is out the window, none of the shit matters, man. And I experienced it when I had an ingrown toenail. I was thinking, fuck, if someone told me I had this ingrown toenail for the rest of my life, I'd sell everything to my name because that's how bad it was. Like, and that's anyone. I mean, I can see a crew with back pain. I can see how it brings them into the present moment because pain brings you to the present moment to say, listen, why, why the fuck do we have pain? You need to change something. So it's like, I don't want pain. And I, and I, and I just see so many people come into my, my studio with severe pain. I'm like, fuck that, you know? And, and people have been living with it for ages, right? Because oh, I just don't know where to go. What's seeing the, so many people, man, yeah. just getting cat cows and shit. And it's like, they're just yeah. so many. There you go. Mooney's, Mooney's your next client. Yeah. And there's just so many, like there's so much though. There's so, like they, if they're, if they're having like, say too much wine at night, then their back will hurt more the next day. And they don't realize that. But then you tell them that, oh, that does hurt more. Well, I mean, I've had people someone where garlic was fucking their back because they just, it made them bloat. And then they bloat and then their cores off and wow. their back hurts, you know? Yeah, there I had go. somewhere cauliflower was like constipating her. Eggs were constipating this other chick. And these cores all, Muscle problems too. Yeah. So it's like health. Like you've got to make sure that shit's on point. So that's always number one. So slow and and it, we're we're diving into obviously physical health. You know, um, mental health. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know what you're eating, whatever else. So you're you're just that's just your number one every day, right? You're just you're good just conceptual uh, concept that I, I was taught is just doctor diet, doctor quiet, doctor movement, doctor happiness. That's the pillars that you got to look at and yeah. see where you're out of balance in them. So movement too much, movement too little. If I'm overtraining, undertraining. My thing was always overtraining. Yeah. So I was like, I was doing fighting and shit at the time. And I was like, fuck, I was just overtraining, man. I could feel depleted. Um, and I'd get sick every like three months. And it's because I just wasn't listening to when I was tired. Now when I'm tired, I'm like, oh, I sleep. I don't train. Like, yeah. um, diet, obviously is diet. Make sure I'm like, my food is always organic meat, organic veggies, water, good water, not tap water. Um, still drinking? Still, still drink, but oh. Pretty rarely, man. I'll drink to get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Not or, not not binging through the week to have a. No, nah, I won't really drink. I don't really yeah. drink throughout the week, and um, I like I love red wine, but it hates me. It's like the one that one thing that just doesn't like. I love it the most. It's just like I'll get a puffy face the next morning and shit. So I just don't do it now. It gives me headaches and stuff, and then it fucks my next morning, which I'm not going to be as good. Yeah, not worth it. Um. So yeah, and then movement, diet, quiet. That's meditation. That's sleep. Right. That's so meditating. So you're taking sleep as your meditation. Are you meditating on a? Oh no, that's level? both. It is both, both under Doctor yeah. Quiet, right? Yeah. So whether that's whether that's whatever, man. Like I was in the garden the other day because I'm making this little veggie patch right now, and that was Doctor Quiet to me. Yeah, cool. You know what I mean? It just like took you out of everything. Yeah, like oh, it's made it primal. It felt primal. Um, or you could be that could be like going bow hunting or something. Now I'm learning how to shoot some bows. I realize as you draw back, it's like oh, I've done this before somewhere in my evolution. You know what I mean? So that was a cool thing. That's um, awesome. And and then uh, diet, quiet, movement, and, ha- and happiness, man. So things that make you happy. And and you look at where you had a balance and all that. So things that make me happy, say going for a surf or um, 
whatever, if, if we want to play a PlayStation game or something. But there's a there's a level that you know when you do that too much that something else is lacking and your body will tell you or your brain will tell you. You know, I can do it once and fill her up. If I'm sitting there for four hours, my soul will be like, what are you doing? You're meant to be doing this. This isn't your purpose, you know? And it's, that's, your body never lies. I think you're, um, I think you're probably, again, we're probably bringing it back to, you've just got to be aware of that. You've got to be aware of that thinking. You've got to be aware of what your body's telling you, your mind's telling you. I think that's probably the first step. Anyone who's not there, get get aware of those those thoughts, those feelings, yeah. and then you can't start controlling it to the level you are. But, man, that's fucking awesome. What about, so work-wise, like, um, yeah. you know, I mean, are you, are you working, are you, are you a 10-hour-a-day guy? Nah, you fuck no. Nah, yeah. man, I'm drained. I'll do, I'll do like three, four clients a day now, and I work four days a week, so I take Wednesdays off. Yeah. And I, I pulled that earlier because I realized, now I couldn't imagine working Wednesdays. And when I say work, I mean I'm not doing clients. I'll still do content or something, you know, that's work for me now. But... I, if I have that midweek off, fuck, I just, it's like it recharges me and, I, and I'm excited for the next day and it, I can get on top of little things. So like start to weigh you down, even like washing or something, you yeah. know? It just, that really was a big thing for me. So I work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday and I'll eventually take Friday off, man. I'm trying to just, we want to, our thing really is this content and online stuff. So that's where our work is. We wake up in the morning, we we'll to have a coffee, be done in a couple of hours and then just get creative with what we want to do. So where do you want to take it? We So obviously you're, and, and mate, I, anyone who tells me they're the best in the country, I, I believe you. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you. You wouldn't have the balls to say it yeah. in a public setting unless yeah. you truly were. So I believe that 100%. What's the plan now for the business? So firstly, where do people find you? Corrective Culture? Corrective on Culture Instagram on Instagram. And podcast? And Corrective Culture podcast. Yeah, we Jake and I have a podcast that we just talk about all this sort of stuff and interview yeah. really... Just interesting people. Um, and your personal Instagram, Callan Kraus? Yeah, personal Instagram's Callan Kraus. You can just DM that if you ever want to work together. Yeah, cool. Um, so business-wise, where do you want to take it? So I want to teach my method to more, which I already have. I've got four people working out of the gym that, that had back pain, that now they're working out of the gym wow. doing what we do. Yeah, and they get really good results too. I'd rather send them to them than a typical physio. Yeah. You know? um, so that and... We travel now with Australia and soon to be the world teaching posture workshops. So we just sold out Perth, did that, sold out Sydney. We're about to do Melbourne, Sydney and Melbourne this weekend. And we just have like just 30 people in a room just teaching them how to posture, right? And we've got yeah. a couple of like AFL players coming to that, which would be cool. And um, and really in our supplements, so we're, we're putting out supplements. We do sell a parasite cleanse. More people, have, we won't get into that, but more people have parasites than you think, right? A lot of people, like, you've probably seen the photos that we post all the time. Yeah. And that, man... Crazy problems have been solved from people that have parasites. Um, so we sell a parasite cleanse and just supplements, man. I want to push out supplements, whole food supplements that I, the ones that I take already. I'm taking liver. I'm taking cod liver oil. I'm taking um, definitely a mix of organs. I'm taking. Where do people start with that, man? Let's 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 quickly yeah. touch on that for a second. If you're if you want to go to down that route of diet, where where are people? St- I mean, if you if you I see some of those dead set liver king videos. And, yeah. Um, some of those like I watch the. Um, the Barstool Sports one. You know, oh, yeah, sports, yeah, yeah. Shit yeah. Anyway, so where do people start with that stuff? Just as a quick... quick so I, I reckon the number one supplement, if I could recommend, is definitely a beef liver. And I take capsules. Yeah. I take um, homegrown primal. We're actually going to make one uh, for men with oyster powder, testicles, and liver. And yeah, then for right. female, we're going to get placenta, uh, oyster powder, and liver. But it's hard to find oyster powder that's not Chinese, so we're in the, in the search for that at the moment. But um, that's that's... Because all you got to know is that it's the most nutrient-dense food on earth. So that should be enough. Yeah. It's like, all right, if I'm a man or a woman, I should probably take the most nutrient-dense food on earth, you know, a couple few times a week. Plus, it covers all those B12 and iron that everyone's deficient in. So it's just like, and you feel it. If you're someone that's not having it and you have it again, you, you consciously feel it. I can't notice many sups. I notice liver 
and I noticed the testicles too. A little short story. I gave it to my friend with test, uh, the testicles and he had two wet dreams two nights in a row. <laughs> Crazy, eh? That's a good that's, sign. That's manifestation. That's a good sign from the body. Um, and collagen. I reckon collagen. We're all deficient in collagen. And you notice it within 24 hours. If you just douse up on some collagen, your skin tightens and it happens really quickly. But I give it to all my clients because that happens under the skin. So connective tissue, joints, bones. Yeah, you know, a disc is made of collagen. So if you're not eating collagen, you can't expect your body to make it. So that's why, you know, if say if someone's plant-based, they, you'll notice their skin fucking always starts to look really stretchy and they get these like disc bulge things. I just see patterns from people that come in, man. And you can, when you give someone collagen, you see their skin change. Real, like I'm talking within 24 hours. Plus the science says that too. Skin elasticity goes up. Yeah. But I just reckon that's collagen and liver are my two most important ones that I would take. And to avoid, I spoke, I remember I reached out to you a little while ago. I saw you post something about, I think it was like olive oil, right? I'm not sure. Like, I did, did I post something about olive oil? I think it was, yeah. I think I said, anyway, what's anything, anything, any quick tips on what to avoid? Like, um, and anything okay. like outside what yeah, yeah. knows about, right? The, the biggest things I get all my clients off, especially if they've got pain and they'll notice it if they have a joint pain or this thing is all vegetable oil. So that's soybean, vegetable, yeah, that's soybean, right, yeah. canola oil, um, Peanut oil, sunflower yeah, yeah, yeah. oil, rapeseed, grapeseed. They're all just canola oil, just a different version of it. That's, you know, you've got to be onto your olive oils and your avos and your coconuts or yeah. your butter or your ghee. There's so many options, you know, but they will fucking, if you have them and you don't have it for a while, you'll notice that it puffs your joints up. And if you can imagine if there's a little nerve pain somewhere, there's a disc pain or a knee pain, it just pushes on that. And it, and it creates a lot of pain for people, man. So I, I think canola oil was one. I must remember what we're talking about. Yeah. Because I was probably hammering that. Like oh, I'm all olive oil now, but yeah. I think at the time when I reached out, I think you posted something and I said, "What's to go here?" And took your advice. I mean, ultimately, I, I don't think I had any pain during the yeah. time, but I'm always just looking for little. Yeah, little just improving, man. Yeah. And it's in every like sauce you go to. Like you can't go to Woolies and not get a sauce with it. So yeah, I make. I you get all these bone broth mayo sauces that I use now that are just you know uh, coconut oil or, or bone broth glue instead of canola oil but fuck you don't have it for a while and I think it's something like seven years it takes to detox from your body so it it makes every cell in your body the fat it's just a fat so that will really um, age people rapidly so I reckon if you've got some sort of back pain right now the most important thing would be to cut out all the vegetable oils and I reckon that's a a huge thing man I had someone recently meant to get his spine fused from two surgeons told him that and a month later he's surfing and he's all I did was he did the cleanse and the cleanse for me is really just cutting all that shit out yeah. he didn't have any parasites or anything but he just cut all that shit brought in organic meat collagen and just gave him some exercise and a couple of stretches man he's out of pain his whole this whole lot, guy's life's changed he's about to move to Bali he's that's frothing. insane yeah so imagine if you go spine fuse like, that's a big deal you know yeah nah unreal man honestly that was a um, probably went a bit over the, to, to what we expected but I think there was um, plenty of gold in there and when the flow's going, keep, yeah. keep it flowing, right? So, no, I loved it. Loved Carolyn it. Krause, Corrective Culture, thanks for coming in, my friend. Thanks, bro. Really Appreciate good to chat. It. Appreciate and, it. And uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah.